episode 25 you shouldn't even be surprised at this point we are locked in and i hope you're enjoying the streak as much as we are on this week's episode though we have a great crossover between the two main areas of our show music and general society specifically the topic is how and also why hip-hop and rap shapes the understanding of the black culture by everyone pretty much so we cover everything from how artists are commercialized to be more acceptable how the content of rap has changed to suit today's demographics and maybe and most importantly how stereotypes and opinions are created based on the worst of what rap has to offer rather than the best and i know that's a lot but it's a really good discussion hopefully you guys can draw some of your own conclusions to the open-ended questions we tried to tackle this episode so without further ado episode 25 of the transition Welcome back to the transition episode 25. Dimitri Williams, Oscar Perji, back in the studio once again for another round of amazing, interesting, riveting, whatever other descriptors I can think of. Fascinating discussion. We have a great one, not even a good one, a great one in store for you guys this week. I'm, I'm feeling Expect- good. I'm feeling expectations good. Expectations are high. <laughs> expectations are very high. Maybe I should have. I should have said that at the end. I was going to say, cool off beginning. a little bit. <laughs> chill out, chill out. Um, but it's it's. I think it's going to be a good episode. I, I will say that. Alex is getting hydrated. Um, I am not hydrated. I forgot to bring my water. But we're gonna we're we're gonna power through. How are you, how are you feeling, Alex? How's the week been? I know this week beat me up. So did it beat you up too? Dude, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this three day. <laughs> <laughs> I cried after work today. <laughs> you cried after work today. Yeah. Tears were shed. Tears of joy. Same oh, as the tears Rick were Ross joy. Song. Was like, okay, good. If tears of sadness were said then or shed, then it's 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 dark days. Yeah, no. I was reading an article the other week and it was like we should be saving these gap years for people that are like thirty rather than these eighteen year old kids. And I'm finally <laughs> starting to understand where this is coming from. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Um no, this was this was like a busy week but at the same time it was a every week is fast i'll say that like every week feels like it goes by in like three four days rather than five i'm talking about the work week that is but yes at the same time it's like oh man this is just ah, i need to i need to get to the weekend but here we are here we are finally we record on usually like thursdays and fridays by the way in case you guys were wondering so here we are on a friday it's 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 time it's it's time to activate it's time to talk about a topic that is is do we think it's overdue is is that the right word or i feel like this is something i thought we would have touched on by now but see the thing is i think we i think we did once we uh, two and a half years ago or whatever <laughs> it was now <laughs> uh yeah you remember like half a decade ago when we did our first podcast yeah, yeah. i was gonna say back in the youth days but we might have well, we might have um but i, I think we're gonna s- yeah, yeah i was gonna say i want to say we talked about it with steve a little bit to be honest I, with you this uh it, that is, is uh, okay it's kind of starting to come back to me that that might have been steve the case <laughs> we do have to bring steve back on i i know he has two years worth of takes that are are ready to go right now I, he's probably listened he's probably been listening to the reboot um i gotta i gotta text him and see what he's been what he's been feeling all right but what we are talking about today should you introduce the topic because you were the one who really brought this to the forefront of our attention yeah, a, lot a lot of pressure because it's it's a topic and I'll, I'll qualify by saying this it's a topic that's it's it's kind of hard to describe in just one sentence or very two broad, sentences yeah. it's like a exactly a very broad topic um and it's something that i don't know i feel like once we start to kind of get into it you guys will understand where we're coming from a little bit more so so stick with stick with us for this one you know give it a little time to develop and and mold into what it needs to be but 
Alex, do you want to you want to take it away? I, I have yeah, a few gonna, mini topics within that we we want to cover, but if you want to start yeah, off with the big idea, gonna, yeah, we're gonna bury the lead a little bit. I think we're gonna we're gonna bury the it's, lead. It's gonna shout out Shannon Bayrou. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Shout out our journalism professor. He taught yep. me um some stuff. Do you remember not to get not to get too off topic? But do okay, you remember I, that communication yeah. in the law class? Oh my god! I think that was the first class I had with you. Correct. I think me if that I'm was. Wrong, I but... think that was the first class we had together. I think that was the first class I fell asleep in consistently. My every favorite story day. about Dimitri. Dimitri would sit in the front row every single day. Man was not and be not. And I would never move to the back because I would come every no. day with the thought of like, all right, like we're going to pay attention today. We're going to do better today. We're going to stay awake. And then he just started going on about the Constitution. And I was just like, it's a wrap. Brother I'm, I'm slides. Out. I'm, oh, it was just straight words. No pictures, just straight words on slides in our classroom. Oh, that class was at like 2.30, I think. 2.30 on like, in the afternoon. Bro, on like a Thursday or a Friday. bro. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I to used to be li- gone. Yeah, to give the listeners some context, these slides were a meaty 150 words a pop. <laughs> <laughs> like, a meaty no pictures, <laughs> no space. Man was using, like, Comic Sans 7. <laughs> <laughs> no space. <laughs> yeah, That's there was no fact, double though. space. <laughs> that is a fact. I was in the front row and I could barely... It was like a Bible text what was going on on the screen. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I don't know what he was on, but... Oh man, yeah, th- those those slides used to have me knocked out on a Thursday, Friday afternoon. Um, so shout out Shanid for um, shout out Shanid for giving me an A in that class. I'm not sure if I earned that. I a, don't know. I, I see. I'm gonna speak for myself. I probably did not, but you know. Bro, I remember the final for that class was different. Oh my god, it was different. You had to the write like a paper? the research paper. That should have, it was like 13 pages. I was like, bro, what is he on? What is he on right now? I was like, why do yeah, you even want me to do this? I feel like he didn't even read mine. <laughs> I quick, swear. Quick skim. I, I see, there's no way he read. What? We had probably maybe like a good 15, 20 students in that class. Like 13 pages per student. Like, come on. You're, you're not going through all that. I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of pages. I'm not good at math, but I know that's over 500 pages. Um, no, it's not. Actually, what am I talking about? Either way. I know it's too it's many. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway. Back to um, it. <laughs> back from my bad math skills, um, and Shannon Beirut. Uh, that's 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 the. Um, there's a few themes that we always keep on this podcast: J. Cole, Kanye, and Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> it's, it's those three. All right, all right. Let's let's move on to what we gotta discuss. You can get us started. Yeah. So I think I think like you said, we're gonna get into a many kind of like subgenres of what this topic is, but I think very very generally what we're going to be talking about is hip-hop's influence on in general on a variety of audiences and a variety of consumers and what that means how they interpret that and just a lot of different kind of by roads i don't even know if that's the word but subgenres and subsections yeah, of of uh of that topic so yeah, yeah. clarify if, if you want to go a little bit deeper but that's my yeah. understanding and that's what i was going to say and i think also another angle to kind of interpret this one from is being black in america as defined through hip-hop, hip-hop. which really it shouldn't be defined Thank as you. through <laughs> yeah right i was it, concise it, it, it shouldn't really be defined <laughs> it, it, you like that just a just a very straightforward that uh shanid taught me that conciseness um 
but <laughs> yeah, it's it, it and it shouldn't really be defined via just that medium and just that art form and have people think that oh, this is what black people go through, but it is yes. somewhat. And I think it's um it's perfect for this show and this podcast because what do we talk about we talk about hip-hop and rap music and the society culture and general news this is a perfect way to merge it together because hip-hop has so much i don't know influence on just society overall especially um the the younger demographic the younger demographic and overall things that are popular right now are often tied to what's going on in hip-hop music and rap it's the music of the people in a way so we just think it's pretty poignant um, and a topic that, like I said, we could have covered this two years ago, but we, we and we might have, but uh, we're going to cover it one more time now. So I think what the, the somewhat of the jumping off point for this um, that I'm kind of thinking about is some of the themes that are associated with black people via the medium of hip hop and rap. And what I kind of think of sometimes when, when you're thinking of like the the classical interpretation of hip hop, let's say in the past you know, 10, 20 years, I, I think you're always thinking of very over-the-top wealth, uh, luxury, and just an excess of positive things in their lives, right? You think of music videos where they have, like, amazing cars. You think of, you know, all these beautiful women that they have in their um, their performances and, and, and things like that, just very uh, bombastic and very loud um, with the way it's being displayed. Uh, you don't see many music videos of, you know, someone just rapping in like a bathroom or, you know, like a very irregular average scene. It's always, you know, a performance with it, which is cool because, you know, obviously it ties into the art form and, and, and things of that nature. But also lyrically, I mean, you think in the past maybe 10 years or so with the rise of, I don't know, I, I, I think what they called it bling rap, maybe maybe 10, 15 yeah. years, I would say. Like um, Hove, that type? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think it's it's only progressed, really. Um, you think of like Amigos or you think of you know, uh, uh, some of these other rap groups or artists that are just kind of not necessarily obsessed, but they're, they're rapping and their lyrics are predominantly centered around wealth, money, and how well they're doing in life. Um, and Alex and I were talking about this. I mean, right after last week's episode, actually, we, kinda, yeah. uh, Alex actually kind of came with this idea that and I was fine. like, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, isn't it so interesting that, you know, the, the experience of the black person is so drastically different from what, you know, say uh, a white person or another race is seeing from these videos and seeing from this music. It makes you think that like, oh, like this is how black people act. This is how black people just are. This isn't just a performance. This is their actual personality, the things that they talk about and, you know, what they get into. And I think that's a dangerous association to make, right? Like it's, it's similar to how people are worried about video games or movies having too great of an influence on kids because they're like, oh, like you shouldn't take this seriously. This isn't real. And I think there's... I think that it's it's dangerous for that association to be taken a little bit too far and a little bit too literally. And I think it has um, because when you're seeing and Alex pointed this out so well, it's like the fan bases of these artists. It's it's not always who you would think it would be. You know, you would no, think it would be not. like, <laughs> you know, you know, these individuals who can really relate, um, whether it's you know, from the perspective of aspirationally, like this is I want to, what I want to, you know, live up to and, and some a goal I want to chase. Or when, you know, rappers are talking about, you know, some of, the, of their humble beginnings, you think maybe people like that are kind of listening to the music. It's like, you know, well-off white kids at the time listening to, to trap music um, and enjoying it in their own way. And I just think that's interesting because when you think of who the music's being marketed towards, it's, those same individuals because obviously who's going to buy their merch who's going to support their concerts who's going to support their music etc 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 
Um, and it's a little bit of, of disillusionment there. Um, and I, I worry that the, these, these races who aren't, you know, plugged into the the actual reality of, of being black are thinking like, oh, well, being black is just great. Uh, it's just fun all the time. And why would you guys ever complain about this? Because I think it's, it's, and I was talking to someone about this earlier. I think it's very, it's very much a fad, right? Like, when black culture and and things that are commonly associated with black people are popular right like everyone wants to to jump on it's just a cool thing um where for us you can't necessarily take your blackness off right like it's just kind of always there but it's it sometimes gets commercialized of like oh if i dress this certain way if i act this certain way i talk this certain way i can be closer um more closely um affiliated with some of these rappers and artists and, and themes that I hear in this music. And I think that's what people um, kind of take a little bit too far. So that's, that's my, my quick little ramble. But what do you think about this? Just to start off, am yeah, I, so am I capping or am I telling the truth? You are the opposite of capping. I, I could not, <laughs> I could not agree with, uh, I could not agree more. I should say with everything that you just said, I was reading a couple articles the past couple days, just about, uh, topics related to this and i wanted to read you a comment and just kind mm. of get your reaction on it and yeah. see what you think and this is this is this live. is unplanned been, uh, this is unplanned yeah. <laughs> yeah so sorry about this but i just no, I, I just had to come up on my phone but it says what a lot of hip-hop does is to reinforce age-old black stereotypes artists are partially to blame but so are producers and music industry execs who use artists sell these stereotypes to white America and to the rest of the world. A few yes. get rich and a, and a whole race gets sold down the river. Very sad to see as the style of hip hop has such potential, but the industry mainstream has taken the path of least resistance. As one black clergyman said, this presentation of hip hop allows whites to see us as animals in a zoo. The sad part is that we're delivering the message to them ourselves. Hip hop mm. does not does indeed create nothing, but worse, it tears down the progress of decades of hard work and devalues and simplifies an entire people. So this is a comment I should say mm. to an article that was very I think I believe it was written in 2003 and we'll link it uh once the podcast well, at the bottom of the pod. Yeah, but for sure. It was kind of very against You said it was it. written in 2003? It was. It's old and it was yeah. kind of in response to hip hop as a genre and style of music and what it does and kind of the effects it has. But I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that because I don't agree with some of that. And I do agree with some of that. And an interesting kind of parallel, I think, to that comment is uh, Denzel Curry's Cloud Cobain, because I think mm, a lot of those yeah. kind of themes are very oh, intertwined. Song. Yeah, but I want to hear what you kind of have to think yeah. about that and what you agree um, with and what you don't necessarily if I have to put it in the mindset if that I would have been thinking like 2003, if we want to like kind of think about it somewhat retroactively, if we could like yeah. travel back in the um, in time a little bit, I don't think I agree. I agree with the some of the I'll, – I'll tell you what I agree with in a second. But what yeah. I don't agree with, because um, I'm thinking early 2000s, rap is still kind of new 
yes. at least to me like uh, i would say it, it started to really bubble and get gain popularity in the 90s but it was around in the 80s of course um and those themes and and and, and the makings of hip-hop and rap i think were kind of bubbling in the 80s but i think it really started to pop off in the 90s if i you can kind of see my transition here um uh, name drop <laughs> yeah, Biggie, Biggie, Nas era, Tupac. Right, exactly. Yeah. Biggie, Nas, Tupac, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Easy oh, yeah. E, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Dr. Dre. Um and that's that's kind of where it, it really started to to formulate. And I think at this point, you know, in the nineties, because I'm uh, obviously, you know, around ten years away from where this article was probably written. Yep. You know, I think hip hop is still very delinquent. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very um, against the against the establishment, it's very outside of what is um, commonly accepted, which I think was some of the initial allure, right? Like it's it's cool to be um, different. It's cool to be uh, away from what is popular, and it's it's breaking down barriers in a in a really interesting way around this time. I I, I feel like now when you transition, I I did it again to you know the the mid two thousands and all the way coming to now then i can start to see the argument a little bit more about it it just seems like because back in the day hip-hop was more original right it, it was just kind of starting out now it's it's it feels recycled it feels like we're seeing the same caricatures the same characters over and over and over again and now i can kind of see where someone could you know present the argument of just you know now you're now you're not really progressing us forward you're just making us look bad in a way um and i see that mainly because Mainly because we are feeding into those stereotypes sometimes, uh, whether it's um, an effort to reclaim them in a positive light or whether it's just to have commercial success. I think there there is a little bit of, of pandering to that. And there is the knowledge on behalf of, you know, the upper level music executives of what will sell. Right. Like these are business people, <laughs> as, as you know, as I think about it. But when I'm thinking of rap back in the 90s, maybe even early 2000s, I'm thinking of something that was still very uplifting and i think very encouraging yeah very encouraging and interesting still it's it's not as and i hate to say stale because i still love hip-hop and rap but it's not as stale as it is now you know where you're coming 20 30 years into the future after you know the original kind of like inception of this whole genre and things are things have have changed quite drastically so i i can't say i i completely agree i see where it's it's coming from um, but I think it's it's almost a little bit I, I think the the person who made that comment is thinking, well, because rap is talking about these themes of, you know, violence or the themes of uh, living in poverty or, or all these kind of negative things um, and and doing it in somewhat of like a a fun, a fun kind of uplifting way, because obviously rap can be very entertaining. Of course, you have songs, especially back in the 90s with very dark, dark themes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm thinking like um, I'm thinking of a few Biggie songs in particular, but, you know, because it, it maybe it seems like they were glorifying things like this. They're like, oh, well, you're just making us look even worse to, you know, a population uh, or or the, the rest of the population that we're trying to kind of uplift ourselves from and not be less than. Right. Um, but it, it gives me kind of pick me vibes, if you know what I mean. Like it, yes. it gives me kind of like, oh, you you guys are pulling us down because we, it, with with you guys going outside the box, we're not going to be able to conform and assimilate, you know, into uh, the the into what the the or into the mold that the rest of this country might want us to follow. 
But it's like you wouldn't want to follow that anyway, to be honest. Like it, it's better to be diverse and to be outside of the box like hip hop was rather than do something that could be packaged and, you know, taken a little bit more or, or a little bit more palatable for everyone else. In the way, I'm glad hip hop to start off was very um you know unsettling for some people and it bothered them and it didn't make them feel you know comfortable because it wasn't supposed to it wasn't for you in the first place right it was for us to be able to express the way we were feeling the things that we wanted to do the things that we were doing right now in the lives that we were living good bad or indifferent um and expressing that in this really interesting art form so in in a nutshell no i don't agree with that <laughs> i see if he, if that was said maybe now i'm like ah okay because it's been so commercialized and and business has really gotten uh, taken hold and taken root into the uh, into the art form, but nah, I'm not, I don't think I'm really going for it. Cap, what do you think? Cap, <laughs> you think it's cap? Uh, <laughs> it's giving me pick me vibes. That's what yeah, it's giving I, I, me. I think it's interesting because I think it does, and I wanted to kind of just pose it because I think it kind of ebbs and flows a lot with the conversation that we're having now, regardless yeah. of if it's correct or not, but. I do think, kind of like you alluded to, the important thing within uh, within that is that the music industry as a whole and certain executives, I do believe, try to basically sell black stereotypes to white consumers mm -hmm. because they think that it will appeal to them. And I think mm -hmm. that's kind of the interesting, the most interesting tidbit within <laughs> that comment. But most I of agree. it, yeah, most of it. I think is like you said, very kind of nitpicky and not not doesn't really show a broad understanding of the world or a broad <laughs> understanding of uh, music in general or yeah other, or others really exactly. And I think um, I'm surprised coming out in 2003 with this. I feel like I I don't know. I'm I'm just very surprised at that. Oh, actually, I sh I shouldn't be surprised. Of course, there's gonna be those um you know that that side of the argument as well of saying that you know this isn't a good thing. This is making us look back. It's et cetera, et cetera. But you know now looking back, like no, well, you know, 17 years later from when that comment was said or when that article was written, like now we look back on that as the golden era of rap. Like that's when rap was the best. You know, or the early 90s or early 2000s, late 90s mid 90s early 90s throughout the entire 90s really um now we at, at least me and you were talking about um i would say and and probably a, a lot of other people if we got steve on the line i think he would agree with this steve would think, definitely agree steve would definitely agree <laughs> with this like thinking now it's like now rap kind of you know is maybe subject to some of that nitpickiness and some of that um uh, some of that anger but back then it's like this is when it was really really something um but to keep on you know kind of progressing through through here what do you one thing i i found interesting was um if, if we're tying it to something that's happened recently with meg the stallion going through you know the very traumatic incident that she had with tory lanes um and maybe this can just be applied to all traumatic incidences that happen to very popular artists it was interesting to see and i talked about it a little bit how she wasn't uh, she wasn't as supported as she was when she was dancing on everyone's screen and you know flexing her vibranium knees or whatever she says like that's that that same support wasn't there um when she was actually going through a critical life event and i just think it it kind of ties into the somewhat of just you know it's an association with the black character rather than the actual black person underneath and i'm not really sure why that is actually i i kind of i do know why that is but yeah it's it's unfortunate really it's it's, it's just very unfortunate it's discouraging to see that you know 
everyone's going to be in this, um, this this black individual's corner when they're doing what they want them to do and acting the way they want them to act um, and providing the product that they want them to provide. Right. So they can wow. you know have their fun with it. But when they go outside of that, you know, when you when you try to step out of line, you know, if, if we want to put it a, a little bit more directly, that's when we uh, we're not really going for that. We're not really interested in that. Great and point. we're not really going to be here to support you. Yeah, go, you can go watch. Uh, watch the Cloud Cobain video, I would say, to all the listeners. Yeah. I think you basically yeah. just was that two years. Well, not like three, four years ago. Now. Yeah. yeah. But I oh, think three, you okay. just yeah, you just summarized, I think, basically the entire intent of that video in, is the, in mm -hmm. that when artists are kind of acting emphasis on acting in yes. lockstep yes, with yes. Uh, how consumers believe they should be acting everything's good everything's nobody good. cares and then right when shit gets real everybody <laughs> yeah. goes you know what i mean yeah. they ghost they ghost the artist because once they realize that they're an actual person i think and they can separate them from their art form the allure yeah. of the artist becomes much less and yeah it's just an interesting uh it's an interesting topic to think about i think in and that. it's yeah, you know, go on. My, I didn't want to interrupt you. What were you gonna say? And I was just gonna say it's kind of. Uh, I, well, I was gonna pose the question to you of. Yeah. Why do you? Do you think it's that? Maybe there was never a a genuine care for that person in the first place, or through, or maybe it started that way, and because you're just seeing this person in this light, does it slowly kind of disintegrate into and devolve into? Oh, like they're just an artist. They're just whatever. You know, I, I would like to think I would like to think, you know, good of the <laughs> the, the hip hop um, listening community of like, OK, like they start with good intentions of actually liking this individual and seeing their rise and whatnot and whatnot. And that, you know, a lot of these people are truly, you know, let's use Megan as, as an example, since she's kind of the most re recent example or the recent most recent instance. Um, you know, they really were genuine Meg fans. And just, you know, over time, it just kind of you, you kind of lose the actual care for the person because, you know, so many um, artists cover this theme of like, oh, you know, now that I'm rich, people say I changed. Now that I'm, I'm successful, people think that I've changed. And maybe it isn't them truly changing. Maybe it's just the way they're being received by their peers and by their fans that's actually changing over time. And they realize themselves that they're becoming a commodity and they're becoming an item rather than the person that they initially started that so they're like you know i didn't change i'm still the same person um even though i have you know diamonds and cars and all these all these you know maybe hit records i'm still the same but the way i'm being treated is what's changing and the light that i'm being portrayed in is what's changing it's not actually me um so that's I, I, it's just kind of something i was thinking about um i wanted to get your your opinion on yeah artists i feel like at least a lot of them are commoditized commoditized products and mm -hmm people treat their uh, product as such in that they see them for their art and they don't really uh, see them for who they are. And yeah. this might be shallow to think about them like this, but <laughs> I, I really do think people have this uh, separation from what they do and the actual person that they are. And I think yeah. once that, once that separation kind of gets a little bit closer, kind of touches, that's when you get into this, interesting area because i think people also like to uh i don't know they like to have this idea of kind of these whether it be role models or people that they follow mm, is not I, really i human. know where you're going yeah <laughs> yeah they just they like to put them on this pedestal as superhuman and not real and they see them as these figures that aren't actual people and once yeah. they kind of come back down to earth 
that allure goes away drastically and quickly. So I think that's kind of where that ties in. I think it's not even just with hip hop artists, it's with celebrities in general. People don't understand that these are people. Like, go on. So I I guess in a way, it's almost like, we the the consumers do it to ourselves right yes. like it's it's not the artist it's it's our fault the way we were they never necessarily well some people and, and I'm, I'm thinking of kanye specifically want to be god and so and want to be portrayed in that light of someone who's just walking on walking on water above all the rest of us but most artists i think want to i would hope just want to put out their art and be specifically recognized for that but all the extra stuff that comes with it it's like well okay if i'm going to be put on this platform in this pedestal to get my music out there if that's what it takes then okay i will become that person i will do what i have to do um but you know that you run the risk of your fans kind of thinking too much of you in a way and being too much of a a fan of you and and not as much a a a caring individual of your your well-being and how you're actually doing especially mentally um in this day-to-day where you see artists like going crazy yeah, and I think that's the uh, J. Cole Snow on the Bluff uh, point yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, he, people hated this track for it, but I think he openly admitted that he is not everything that people yeah. have, him, uh, have him try to live up to be. He's a person. Yeah. He's a normal dude, just like you and me, regardless of how everybody views him. And I think that track kind of enco- encompasses uh, this specific topic of just an understanding that these people are people. <laughs> Yeah, and that's so perfect. It's funny. I was listening to Snow on the Bluff the other day, but I didn't even make that like connection in my head. But it's it. I don't remember the exact verse that you you um or that he said rather. But he was just saying like, just like you, I'm a, I'm a regular guy basically. And he was even admitting his lack of intelligence sometimes to speak on certain issues. And it's it's very it's very forthcoming. And I I appreciate the the honesty, <laughs> you know, where some people they act like because they make music on certain topics and get, just give their opinion on certain topics that it's, you know, historically correct, it's factually accurate, and it's something you need to listen to. And it's not the case. Like, this is my opinion. This is what I think. But at the end of the day, I'm just a dude making music over here. But in a way, and let me pose this argument to you, um, and then we can kind of circle back to the main discussion. Yep. Do you think it's naive of someone like a J. Cole or these artists to think that after you have this, def- you know, this crazy impact on someone's life and you put out all this music and you have all this fame and success, do you think it's a little bit naive of them to think that you can just be a regular person? 100%. Could not, could not agree more. I yeah. was going to say the same thing. Not only do I think it's naive, but I also think it's somewhat irresponsible. But and they're, I don't think they're wrong to want it, though, right? I don't think they're wrong to want it, but with great power, so corny. With oh. great power comes <laughs> oh, great no. responsibility. Do you yeah, you're mean, not though? wrong. You're once, not wrong. Once you've once you've achieved this platform, I think you have a responsibility to people and a responsibility yeah. to others to kind of use it for the betterment of the community of the world, which sounds super broad, but I think not many people have the kind of platform that these people have and the amount of reach that these people have. And whether they want to or not, I think it is. It just comes with it. Yeah. And it's their responsibility to try to use it, use it to the best of their ability, really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you agree or what you think about that, but I think the their what, platform should be leveraged, is what I would say. I agree with you, and what I'm thinking is maybe it's a balance, like you know, yeah. everything else. That okay, I am a regular person. I am, you know, take this as that. Like this still is 
just a person talking to you. This isn't J. Cole. This is just Jermaine. <laughs> right? You know, Jermaine. this, this yeah. is just Jermaine. Um, but at the same time, let me try and be a role model. Let me try and be a better person. Um, if anything, I think what it forces them to do is to be very introspective and very careful with the way they pick and choose their words, right? Like they can't just go out and say anything because you have this platform that's so much, uh, that has such a profound effect on people. Like people listen when J. Cole speak. I know I'm one of them, right? Um, And here's what I want, I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to just add that, and people that do have these platforms like J. Cole are not always the most, I don't want to say vocal, but you can not be vocal and be incredibly vocal in your music. And I think that mm. serves its purpose as well. And I think Kendrick Lamar is the uh, kind of the quintessential mm. example of this because he's not, I mean, you don't, Kendrick's not on Twitter. Kendrick's not really on Instagram that much. But yeah. if you make an album like To Pimp a Butterfly, I mean, like you can't really be more vocal for a more important cause than that. If you right. know what I mean. And it's the difference between somebody like Kendrick and somebody like, I don't want to use Lil Pump as an example, but some of these Lil people Pump. that just <laughs> that just have huge reach and kind of waste it. But Lil ironically, Pump, Zine, Lil Uzi, Trippy Red, all these guys, but they've you know. <laughs> almost gained this reach by doing the kind of stupid stuff that has led. They basically gained it through trolling and through other stuff. So yeah, they wouldn't six, have nine. the. Can't believe yeah. I forgot him. They wouldn't have the reach without doing the dumb stuff that got them there. So it's almost this like double-edged sword, and I don't really know how you balance. It is that. a double-edged sword. Now that's the perfect way to describe it. It's like it's it's a double-edged sword. It's a cast twenty-two. It's like you you're running into. It's got it's like a rock in a hard place. Like you can't really yes. win whichever way you go because if you do embrace that and you do like let's say Jake Cole wanted to really like take the reins and 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 make his voice heard in this recent, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and just overall that he that's what he wanted his kind of legacy um and his impact to be. That comes with an enormous amount of responsibility, right? Like that's yes. now you're being crit- you're being criticized for everything. You know, you're being criticized if you don't do this, you're being criticized if you do do this. You 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 can't win and you put yourself in such a tough position. So I see why he and maybe other artists might shy away from that responsibility because, you know, it's it's more than what they bargained for. Um, but it, on the other side, if you just embrace your music, well, then you're not helping. You're you're talking about black people. You're talking about your black experience. But why aren't you truly supporting us? Why aren't you going that extra mile um, to, to do what you can for us and do what you can for people who look like you? So it's it's tough. Right. I, I understand the 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 problems and the the, the somewhat the um, the the space that these artists might find themselves in and why they don't necessarily know how to react or how to yeah. act in a certain instance. See, here's my thing. Cole's, for uh, just an hour using Cole a lot, but Cole's yeah. reach is so massive. It's just he's the he perfect re- example. Yeah, and he reaches such a diverse audience of people. And yeah. I think, I don't know, do you think it's a disservice, the fact that he didn't release like a freestyle or something that everybody would have listened to? And mm-hmm. it, prob- it probably would have helped people gain some sort of empathy in this time if which is not where it should have to be coming from. But it, if it, it should, is coming, right. Yeah, if it is coming from a person like J. Cole, people will sit, listen to the song, and probably try to understand. Like, Do you think it should be his responsibility to try to do something like that? 
this is like this i think this this is this is the discussion everywhere like this is the discussion in the nba and the nfl and all these places that have reach or that have power it's like what should we be doing should we be doing something like is it up to us but at the same time if we are the people then it is up to us right because we're living yeah. this life we're in the same world and we have to to stand up for these things I, I keep on thinking in the back of my head of doc rivers saying you know i should just be a coach but with the world the way it is i have to be more than a coach you know it just is what it is like it's and it can be applied to anyone um you can say that we're, we're kind of having to grow up a little bit fast but if that's just kind of the environment and world that we find ourselves in we have to adapt to that um and in a way i think i don't know i, I think of the conversations that are had in other ways like we we make room to have conversations about stupid celebrity ongoings and and things that really don't matter so why can't yes. we make just some room for these issues that really do matter black lives matter and beyond that even because of course the world has unlimited issues but and, and you know inserting those themes into your music is one way to do it but i think of even really cool projects of like the return of the dreamer documentary like that was amazing and it, it wrapped me in because it was someone and a group of people i was really interested in and i listened to what they had to say and i learned about the creative process creative process i would have just has i would have been just as fast to watch a documentary about how rap hip-hop artists came together to um you know do things with the black lives matter movement whether it's donations whether it's just speaking out whether it's just doing something you know i'm going to i'm going to listen whether i and it, it makes me sound like a sheep somewhat that like oh my gosh when my favorite artist talks i listen but it's it's true right like we consume their content um and they take up space in our heads which is very valuable real estate so with that being said you you kind of got to give me something right you you have to you have to be a part of it somewhat um you don't really in this day in this day and age and maybe in any day and age um since this has been going on forever you don't have a choice it's just it's brought to your doorstep so you have to you have to handle it in, in a way and like i said there's there has to be the balance there too um that you're not kind of going too far in either direction which is the tricky part but hey it, it, it comes yeah. with it i guess <laughs> yeah and i meant um, i think i mentioned that kind of balance in a couple episodes ago the ship what yeah. Chappelle said he i mean he said yes yes he, the street the st when the streets are talking why would i have to say anything why would i mm -hmm. want to overshadow their message but it, and but then again he also released 846 which was a really interesting funny and important commentary on what happened with george floyd so I do it think goes it both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. And you have to find that balance. Like you're saying, yeah. like, would it have been different? The climb back and Lion King on ice were amazing songs, great music. But what did they really do to push an important narrative forward? What did At they do time. to help people's understanding? Is it kind of tone deaf that you're dropping music like this at a time like this that has really nothing to do with important social issues that are affecting so many people's lives and like you said should you have to do that what is your role as an artist and a creator i will argue um and i, I don't think you're you know super standing on this point you know super vehemently but i will say no. that i feel like there was some themes in the climb back on in lion king on ice that could be associated with what's going on right now yes like there was mentions of it but i think what you're saying is why not dedicate the entire song to it or the entire message to what was going on at the time is that what you mean or yeah drop a two-pack drop a freestyle drop drop yeah. something coincided but i mean and to be fair to j cole too he has rapped about these problems yes. and these yeah. issues yeah. all over his career so i'm not saying j cole is ignoring these issues whatsoever but was but he I tone just, deaf in this moment yes and i think it would have been 
interesting just because of how massive his reach is and the type of audience that he reaches to do something like that in a time like this. I'll present another question. Um, and then, all right, then we'll circle back to the main discussion and we'll, we'll finish it out. But with the popular, do you think, how should I frame this question? Do you think with what's going on in the world right now and things being so terrible and people needing some type of happiness and joy, do you think it is okay that a music video or that a song that had uber popularity like WAP was released? Or do you think Cardi B and Megan The Stallion could have used their platform in a way to be a little bit more direct and a little bit more timely about what's actually going on in the world and what really matters? Do you think it's okay that they made something that's just fun, happy, and you can enjoy this? Or do they have to say like, all right, we'll push that to the side. We'll release that next year, next summer, whatever. But at this moment right now, we need to talk about things that are a little bit more important. And I'm sure, and I, because I, I feel like I've seen this, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion both doing things, but WAP is, I think, bigger in terms of attention um, than, than maybe the, the, um, the other thing they, other things they've done to help. So do you think that maybe that uber popularity should have been directed in another direction or do you think we're we're allowed to just have this fun summer anthem what is what is your take on that it's a really interesting question yeah because i i was um, um, a podcast i was listening to was actually debating this question so i thought you know yeah maybe the transition can give it yeah. a try <laughs> i think you are i think i think I so think, too i think there's definitely uh this compartmentalization that can happen. Yes. And I do want to shout out Cardi B too, because she is out here on Twitter in person interviewing Joe Biden and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, she's, she's with it. For all. She's with it. Yeah, and I don't know. Cardi B's awesome, but that's neither neither here. I'm a there, fan of Cardi I B. I think in, in this discussion. But yeah, I think you can definitely have both. It went it's it's a difficult question, but I think I think you're definitely allowed to have uh, some enjoyable form of music and art and expression in this time that doesn't necessarily have to address pressing social problems. I do think especially too, people do need hope and happiness yes. as well. Especially yeah, that's, now, a, that's also important. <laughs> yeah, especially now more than ever. I think, and what we've talked about at the end of almost all of these podcasts, I feel like is how just depressing this year is in particular and yeah. just how many bad things are happening. So I think there is definitely a space for people to just make music to make music and make music for people to enjoy. And I don't think that that should go away just because of the climate that we're in socially. What do you think? I No, I agree. I think the enjoyment should still be able to be man, maintained um, and people should be allowed to smile in this, in this time, at yes. the, uh, you know, simultaneously. And what I think of when I think of that simultaneous, um, you know, social responsibility, but also enjoyment, I think of people who turn protests into, gatherings into fun gatherings that makes people from the community want to come out and want to support the cause but also see people like we all have been trapped in the house for so long we've all been so sad we have lost loved ones like we need community we need um those things that make us feel good and make us feel together and what better way to bring us together than this common shared goal 100%. that we're all working towards and this you know reality that we're living in um so that's what i think about when it comes to doing something that's socially responsible and something that's really meaningful and then also enjoying it having fun with it yeah. you know turning it into something that's positive um and and retaking the narrative of that the news media has you know perpetrated of these protesters are violent and angry and mean and you know just trying to kill everybody it's just, just a ridiculous take but with that being said 
uh, we kind of went on a, a little bit of a tangent there, which I, I, I think it's full circle. <laughs> I think it's still connected to what we were talking about in the main topic. But I do want to also cover this angle of it where I, I think there is a um, I, I guess there's a notion that and I, I think I was the one who kind of brought up this angle somewhat that with some of the violent themes um, that are discussed in, in hip hop and rap music today, do you think that's do you think that's bringing a negative light and a negative perspective um, to black people and that that we're being associated with violence and guns and, and, and drugs and things like that because of this music? And do you, do you think that's that's kind of setting us back somewhat or do you think it's just one of the themes in rap that has always been talked about and one of the things that black people have always had to endure in some of the areas and neighborhoods and communities that we've lived in of gun violence, of drug abuse? You know, maybe you can't talk about things maybe you 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 just have to talk about the things that you see right which, which kind of side are you taking on that yeah um it's a really hard question but i think <laughs> it comes down to like the chance the rappers versus like the little dirks or the gerbos of the world took it right out of my mouth i yeah. i think it's it, it depends on who's who it's done by yeah and i think i will say little dirk little dirk and g herbo have their moments though <laughs> I love I I love both of them, but I think there's there's I'm thinking like a comethazine or a little yes, pump. <laughs> but I also think there's just certain there's there's just certain people and certain demographics that can listen and love artists like Chance the Rapper because they have this happy go lucky life experience where everything kind of go- not everything goes well for them, but life is good. They don't have to worry about that much stuff. You're you're going yeah. to school. You're going to college. You don't have to worry about when the next meal is getting put on your table, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people in this country that just cannot relate to that at all. And that is yes. not their experience. And their experience is much more similar to a G Herbo type. Kind okay, of, I see where uh, you're coming from. Yeah, kind of Chicago drill or a mm-hmm. little Dirk type music where it's... Or I think of a Meek Mill as well. Meek Mill, yeah. More violent... But that's the reality of a lot yeah. of people in this country. And whether whether you like it or not, whether you like the lyrics or not, that's how a lot of people live. And that's the life experience of so many people within cities. So I, to answer your question, I don't think it is, uh, I don't think it's fair to say that violence or really anything doesn't necessarily have a place in hip-hop because i think if it's coming from a genuine place i think it's an important it has message. a place for them yeah it, it's an important message to get across because it's the reality of a lot of people in this country so what what do you what do you think do you agree do you disagree no i agree and then as a secondary question i'm going to say if you're looking at people who you know suburbia right if you're looking yes. at the people who don't live in those environments but still listen to the music how do you think they take these themes and these messages and how does that kind of make those artists look in their eyes? Cause what I'm thinking is if, if I put my mind in, you know, like a, a preteen teenager who lives in the suburbs and really doesn't have to worry about any of this stuff, but still enjoys this music. I don't think they understand the realism of some of the, some of the things that are said. And the thing is and what makes, and to, in their defense, in the, the defense of some of these consumers, it's, it's, it's just over it's used so much it's hard to tell what you should be listening to and what you really should what you should be taking seriously and what you shouldn't and this is why it's so important to have a good ear right it's so so important to have a good ear cuz you'll hear little pump you'll hear little uzi you'll hear these 
people who are just kind of they're almost like treating death and guns and drug use and things like that as like an arcade game like it's just kind of means to an end to finish the song and finish the bar and finish the rap it's a game well, sometimes exactly it's a game it's it's not really you know maybe not the the reality that they truly were living especially in the um uh, with some of these really young artists that were like 16 17 18 coming out recently like that's not necessarily always their experience sometimes it is but sometimes it isn't and it just gets hard to judge somewhat of what you should take seriously, what you should listen to and listen to for those themes that are, you know, a little bit deeper and what you should just dismiss is like, okay, like he's just talking. So from that consumer that's outside of that and that's not necessarily to, able to make that distinction, there's going to be a lot of confusion there. And I think more often than not, it gets taken as, oh, this is all a game. Like people aren't really dying out here. People aren't really getting shot over drug deals and, you know, all these bad things that they're talking about in these songs, it doesn't really register to them and they become desensitized to it, which is the scary part because it's like, no, sometimes this is very real. Like sometimes these, these raps are more than raps. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's really a tough, um, tough place to be in. <laughs> yeah. I would like to add on top of that because I think in a lot of ways you have added my experience personally, um, mm for a while and i think i definitely i was weird i liked a lot of kind of i was weird <laughs> I, was, I was i was a weird kid i didn't really get into hip hop until probably later in high school probably Me too. my junior my junior senior year of yeah. high school but i could i can definitely relate to the kind of experience that you're talking about and i had no and when i mean no no <laughs> idea so that that some of these themes within within i had a vague idea but i don't know if it was right. whether i didn't care or it just didn't resonate with me you're not me really thinking or, about it at that time or that yeah, age i just wasn't in that space so it just didn't really matter to me if i'm as cold and callous as that sounds that's but just no, it's honest yeah that was just my reality at the time and i would listen to all kinds of music and i was the kid that listened to chance the rapper and j cole because they had themes that were that resonated with I want to talk to that girl on the bus, but I can't gather up the courage. So, you know, now I'm sad. <laughs> exactly, though. I listened to college. I listened to, like the college rap. J. Cole is the rapper of the college kid for a while yeah. until, yeah. Uh, I mean. He, he yeah, evolved a little bit. <laughs> he did evolve a little bit, but sideline yeah. story, all that stuff. The warm up. To yeah. self, the warm up, all that stuff was just ideas and concepts Very relatable. that were just so fresh to me. And not to bring this full circle, but I'm going to bring it full circle to Shenid. I credit him <laughs> a lot because my freshman year, I walked into his office and took his classes and he immediately gave me the type of worldview, broader understanding and empathy that I desperately needed coming mm. from a 70 person suburban, <laughs> all boys Catholic high school in oh my Potomac, goodness. Maryland. Uh, yeah, I can't. I really can't credit him enough. I know we we talk a lot of crap, but, uh, <laughs> but after we after we uh, talk about well, we didn't really talk bad of him, but his class. I mean, come on, he knows yeah. his class was boring. I don't yeah. need to tell him that. But and I don't think a I don't think a lot of people got as lucky as they I don't got, get the context. If if that makes sense, like I got this picture painted very vividly from him that the white experience and the black experience in America is starkly, starkly, starkly different. And just because I hadn't seen it or hadn't experienced it does not mean that I should not care about it. Absolutely. So, and I th 
yeah, yeah go, go on go on go on sorry okay what i was gonna say was i think to the danger here as i'm there's there's a lot of pitfalls right with all this like especially with the commercialization people being turned into characters people not being cared about but overall i think it's empathy like i think that's the perfect word for all of this the danger is that from listening to this music, from seeing these people over and over again, you get so desensitized, you get so numb to it, you lose the empathy, you lose the care, and you lose the the feeling for a lot of these things that are very real. These people you're seeing are real. The things that they're rapping about sometimes are real. There are the people who are completely fake, and this is all a show and a game to them, um, but mixed into that is is people who are very – this is truly their experience, this is truly their life, and they, they want to be taken – one-to-one with their music right they they are one with their music that is that is out there as well and that's why i think thinking about hip-hop and rap back you know say 20 years ago when you weren't you 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 had wealth off it but you weren't as overtly rich and flamboyant with it as you are now you you could be successful off rap but at the same time you were still struggling like you still knew people who were struggling you weren't able to put your entire family on and all your friends on like you are now with the crazy money that has been injected into the rap industry so it's it's important i think to not lose sight of what's real and what's not real and to keep that empathy um top of mind i guess yeah and just to kind of even put this into context an album like good kid mad city for example oh my goodness becomes, that's perfect that's a perfect yeah, example it there just becomes so much more context and so yes. much more yes. I don't know, the, the movie and the picture that Kendrick Lamar is painting becomes so much clearer once you, once me, I should say, had an understanding that, I don't know, this reality is just more real than I really ever could have thought it, it yeah. than I ever could have thought it was. So yeah. just to kind of tie that into a tangible example, but yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this one a little bit longer than I wasn't going to go. That was, a, that was a great discussion, though. And um, most of those points just kind of came up naturally. Not not, many, not much of that was planned. I was going to say, we went off, we went off uh, script a little bit. We went off top. You know, that's how we do it. We're like Jay-Z in the booth. Is there anything else you want like to... <laughs> do we have any suggestions? Cover? Do we have any tracks? Suge- well, oh, the uh, the Black Thought track. Yes. Uh, good morning with uh, Black Thoughts. Who else? Who was it? Black Killer Thought, Mike Killer and Mike, Pusha T. And Pusha T. There it is. I couldn't produced think of it. Produced by could, Swizz. So produced by Swizz Beats with a lot of Swiss Beats out ad-libs, which are amazing. I love a good Swiss Beat out ad-lib. Um, I can't say it right. Swiss Beat ad-lib. There we go. Um, definitely go check that track out. Me and Alex like reacted to that, quote-unquote, um, last night. And I was just like, this is crazy. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> um <laughs> What else? I've also me and Alex went back into uh, to the archives a little bit. Listen to some old Yay. I know, I know, we hate Kanye, whatever. But I, I just threw on 808s and Heartbreak, and I was just like, oh, man, if only we could get back to this uh, to this golden age of of music. And as I was saying to Alex, it's like that album sounds like it was put in a time capsule, and someone sent it back to like 2008, <laughs> and then it was it was um, revealed. It does not sound like a 2008 album at all. It could be it could come out next week, and you'd be like, yeah, this is this is timely. Um, but I mean, that's the that's the mark of timeless music, right? That it's it, it transcends any um, any generation. So those are kind of two my two recommendations. It make it pains me to recommend anything Kanye related, but. I will say his old album is is still worth somewhat of, or his old albums are still worth somewhat of a listen. Um, just 
just to hear it sonically. The the lyrics kind of don't resonate anymore. Um, in in some cases, sometimes they do, but in a lot of cases they don't, especially in the case of 808s and Heartbreak. But um, still worth a listen. Still worth a listen. I got one more. Uh, Inhale by Bryson Tiller just released a uh, single. Oh yeah. Uh, with a music video where the album is apparently coming sometime in the fall. So it gives me something to look forward to. to nice. Of, yeah. I need. I need a. Uh, I need a. Note to self or whatever was not my favorite project, which he followed uh, <laughs> Trap Soul with. So there's only one ex- good note to self here, and we know which <laughs> one that is. Okay, and it's coming from Cole. But, <laughs> and it's coming from Cole. Yeah, but I'm excited for a new Bryson project whenever that comes. So do nice. we want to preview next week as well? What are we going to be reviewing next week? What do you? We thinking? are. I'm glad you said that because I was just going to say next week you guys can expect a Detroit Two review. I think I'm going to listen to that Detroit album this too. week. Um, we're going to give it a really good listen as well because we have a full week to kind of uh, digest it and think about it and th- any other new music. Um, that comes out we'll also tackle so we'll be back to kind of regularly schedule programming but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of something that was a little bit more off the top a little bit more flow of consciousness you know a little bit more um gorilla <laughs> i guess you could say uh but yeah that's what i'm thinking next week you have anything in mind um music wise or topic wise you want to preview I'm, anything or I'm, I'm hoping sean isn't as corny as he's always been but oh are you <laughs> well, not a big sean fan i thought oh, you were no. No. Me neither, actually. So okay, this is going to be interesting. There we no, go. we're on the same page. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am not a big Sean fan, but okay, everyone's perfect. hyped for this album, so I'm like, I. Well, I guess I got to talk. I guess. I guess. Yeah, we'll come to hate next week. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna come in here with straight two point fives to rate the album. <laughs> no, it, it won't be that bad, especially in a year of weak music. Like, who does he have to go up against? Logic? Come on. But <laughs> I, I listened to a couple tracks already, and. I mean, I'm not, not going to spoil anything. Don't but. say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> um, and no shade on Logic. I did. I still like that album. The King's Disease was better, though. Anyway, anyway. Um, that's going to be it for the transition. That's all, ep- <laughs> that's all we got. Episode 25. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We out. Peace. Next week. All right. And that's it. That's the transition. Episode 25. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a pretty good discussion. We talked about a lot, broke down a lot of different things. Um, before you guys go, though, make sure you rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or whatever other platform you're listening to this on. Helps out the show a lot. And we'll catch you in the next one.